0: You're listening to the Eat With Grace podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Jackie Neinheis, registered dietitian and professor of
1: culinary medicine. And I am your co host, Brooke Fredrickson, registered dietitian and certified diabetes care and education specialist. And we are here to challenge a culture around food and nutrition from a biblical perspective. Welcome to the Eat With Grace podcast. Today, we are gonna continue our conversation on the complexities of weight. If you didn't listen to our previous podcast on this, please go back and do that. That kind of gives you an introduction to what we're talking about today. Uh, but we wanted to continue the conversation about this and try to give you some practical maybe application or some tips on what, what can you do uh, about your weight? Because you know we've talked about the things that we can't control. Uh, and maybe the things that are out of our control and how our body might respond to different things. Um, but there are some lifestyle behaviors and changes and things that maybe maybe we can tweak a little bit uh, that may or may not have a, a, an effect on our weight. And so those are the things we're going to talk about today. So, Jackie, what do you think is the most important aspect of... Dealing with a weight issue, I guess, if someone, if someone is really struggling with weight, they've struggled with weight their whole lives. What is one tip or something that you can provide for them uh, that they can maybe start working on today?
0: Well, the very first one I think of is to really focus on well-being. And when I think of this from a biblical perspective, think about um, who God has created us to be, that we are loved, we are cared about, we are um, daughters of the king, we are, um, you can fill that in with a number of different things. And so thinking about that well-being and thinking about our, our spiritual health, as well as our physical health, is going to help. Take the focus off of just weight. Because when our focus is on that weight, it becomes just a roller coaster ride that makes it very hard to see ourselves as loved and cared about. So, giving practical um, tips as to how to not focus on health, on, on weight can be really hard, because there's a lot of tension there, because we don't want to give up totally and
1: like throw our hands up in the air and say it is what it is.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I mean, neither one of us are proponents of doing that. But we often see people doing that. They have dieted all their lives. They've decided that dieting is absolutely not going to work, which it usually doesn't. They um, have been miserable trying to diet and they're miserable that they aren't losing. It. And so then they do that. They, they just totally give up. So today, let's let's just really look at that tightrope there in the middle of how to keep our focus on our well-being and on health, and take it off of our weight. So I would say the number one thing I I absolutely love being active and moving. Um, I just got back from backpacking with uh, my family, and um, it was my twenty-something-year-old kids, and then their kids. So we had three kids. That one was a 10-month-old, one was a six-year-old, and one was an eight-year-old. And we backpacked with, with the kids. And, you know, there, there were stressful times. But we feel like it really builds an appreciation for moving and exercise and climbing a mountain and accomplishing these huge goals that are, are sometimes very difficult. And it kind of builds a life of enjoying things that are a little bit hard. So, you know, if you haven't grown up enjoying exercise, then start finding things that you have enjoyed in life, whether it's it's very unusual kinds of exercise. And, uh, you know, put your focus on those kind of things that that this kind of movement is fun. And, and Brooke, I know you had an amazing experience um,
1: hiking. Maybe you can share a little bit about that too. Well, yeah, we just got back from a hiking trip as well. Um, saw lots of lots of wildlife, ran into a grizzly bear and, and her two cubs. Uh, we were about 30 yards away. Uh, my husband went to take pictures and I turned around and went the other direction. So. Um, but it was fun. I think uh, we've talked about this, you know, in our um, physical training is of some value podcast, uh, where we talk about exercise and the importance of it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely one of those, I think, red flag areas for people, you know, if they're caught, if they've, if they're struggling with their weight, if you are struggling with your weight, I would really evaluate um, your activity level. Like, are you, are you currently sedentary and not doing anything? Are you or is there any way that you could do something um, to get your heart rate up for a while? Uh, and like Jackie said, finding that thing that you really enjoy is important, because if we don't enjoy it, we're not going to stick to it. And so I think this is where having that kind of like self-assessment evaluation of your, your current lifestyle behaviors um, and coming to terms with that. And then because, yes, exercise is important. Um, Can it help in weight loss or weight management? Sure, but it doesn't always, but it is going to improve your health long-term. And so again, keeping our focus on health and not specifically weight, but that is one of those areas that I think is really important to to look at.
0: Yeah, and I
1: also think think about our food just a little bit differently. Instead of
0: thinking of, oh, these fruits and vegetables are gonna help me lose weight, turn that around and think of these fruits and vegetables as important for building building blocks for your body, for growth and strength and feeling good and keeping your mind sharp and accomplishing the tasks that you're doing during the day. Another uh, tip, so we talked about um, making exercise fun and changing the way we think about food more as how it can enhance body function. The third one might be being thankful and gratitude. Anytime that we increase our level of thankfulness to God for what he's given us, there comes a little bit of peace and a little bit of contentment. And the more we're thankful, I feel like the more we're going to find some contentment. The more we find contentment, there are physiological changes that take place with contentment, and one of those is a decrease in some of the stress hormones. Those stress hormones can be some of the factors that cause us to gain weight. So the biblical principles of being thankful, of being content, are also really good for our health. They may lead to weight loss, and not always, but they are going to lead to Increased
1: well-being for sure, right? And Paul specifically says, like, I've learned to be content in every situation, um, whether I'm hungry or full. You know, so uh, I think contentment is a huge piece of that. So thank you for sharing that. There's a, a couple other things too that I think um, people need to evaluate as far as food goes. And this this isn't like a, um, you know, what specifically I'm eating, but maybe. Um, Are you honoring your hunger and your fullness? I think that's a huge one for people. Are you engaging in any, what I would consider like weight promoting behaviors? Are you overeating on a regular basis? Like eating to the point where it just doesn't feel good. Um, If you're eating too much, you're probably eating more than your body needs which can result in weight gain. So evaluate that, figure out why are you overeating? What are the triggers? Is it because the food tastes so good? Is it because you're restricting and then you're binging later um, and eating too much? Is it because you don't recognize your fullness? You know, there are some, there are some hormonal imbalances out there. There's something called leptin resistance, where people don't have the ability to feel full and they don't know when to stop, um, and that is a real issue that happens in a lot of people who are in larger b- bodies. So I think that's something to look at and to just really evaluate: Am I overeating on a regular basis? Am I eating beyond my fullness? Am I binging? Am I restricting, which then is leading to binging? So look at some of these behaviors around food um, and maybe try to get some help with those uh, in whatever way you can. Uh, I think emotional eating falls into this too. If you're eating for the wrong reasons, uh, that can lead to weight gain long-term, right? Um, Or can prohibit our ability to maintain our weight. So uh, if you're constantly you know, stressed out, like Jackie was talking about, we know how hormones directly affect our body's ability. Um, They actually cause our body to store more fat, which is kind of weird, Uh, but that's what it does. And so if we can decrease our stress level um, and we can find healthy coping, coping mechanisms for decreasing our stress or how we're dealing with stress that don't involve food, that can have an impact on your weight over time. And so, um, those are some of those outside the box. One, one other one that I think people often don't think about is sleep. Like sleep is so important. And we know that through research that people who get not enough sleep at night, and I would say normal is what, seven to nine hours or something is a recommendation. But if you're chronically sleep deprived, it messes with your body's, um, appetite hormones, and it actually makes you feel hungrier. And so people who don't get enough sleep end up eating more than people who get adequate sleep. And so if you're staying up too late and watching TV or playing on your phone and you need to go to bed better or earlier, let's make some, let's make some shifts in your bedtime behavior and routines um, and see how that affects it. So, so when we look at this, it's like, it's like an, a really holistic view of, of health and how all of these different things uh, affect our weight, affect our ability to lose weight or maintain weight or gain weight. And so I think all of them need to be considered. And like I said, some of these are in our control. We can control when we go to bed, right? We can control maybe the, the ability to stop eating when we're full. Like some of these things are within our control. And then again, like we mentioned in our last podcast, letting go of those things that we don't necessarily have control over, like our genetics, um, and our metabolism, things like that. So some other tips that I
0: think of that might help is kind of just sitting back and taking a look at how you're eating and why. So often, we're eating for comfort, that we're um, using food or drink as a way to deal with emotions or situations. So, if we can sit back and look at why we're eating, and maybe we can make some substitutions. Like every time I'm bored, I notice that I am eating these certain foods. Well, I could make a change and say, whenever I get bored, I could go for a walk. I could play with my dog. I could um, make a phone call to someone, you know, to uh, uplift their lives. So um, looking at our pattern of eating also and saying, okay, am I eating because I'm hungry or are there all these other reasons? that I seem to be eating. I think a big one during um, maybe the pandemic and maybe during this time where it seems like there's a lot of fear, people eat to calm their fears. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that it really calms your fears, it just gives you something to do. And so maybe thinking about prayer and uh, reading the Bible, Um, memorizing scripture, all those kinds of things can come into play when we're finding comfort in food and drink, and we want to make the switch. We want to make a paradigm shift in how we're doing things. So, you know, I'm, I, at different times in my life have just really loved memorizing scripture. And I always think of those uh, prisoner of war people who Or they're in solitary confinement or they're trapped in a situation where they're all alone. I think I want to have scripture in my head. So if I don't have a Bible there, I will know some scripture and I will be able to reach out, you know, at that moment to do it. So I was running a marathon one day and a group of people, and we were near the end, and someone started um, reciting a verse. I didn't even know them, and they were probably 10 feet away from me. They just out loud started uh, reciting the verse about uh, those who love the Lord will mount up with uh, like wings like eagles. And it was really fun because I could complete then what they were saying. But think if we get in a really bad situation we want to be able to do that. We want to be able to have scripture come to mind and we want to be able to use that to comfort us maybe instead of
1: food or drink. Yeah, food is, food is just a Band-Aid is all it is. Um, it makes us feel good in the moment. It numbs us for a little bit, but it doesn't solve the solution. And I think that's why um, so many people turn to it, Uh, but yes, long-term it's gonna have more negative effects on you than it's gonna have positive. So it's definitely good to find those other things to turn to uh, during time of emotional stress or upheaval or something like that. So. I also think it helps to change how
0: we think about the things that are happening. Like when people use the word that we have a food addiction that's kind of a connotation of something that is so tragic and so difficult to change. But those food addictions, actually, if you look at them more closely, might just be food habits. Like every day when I come home from work, I set my things down and I go to the cupboard and look for something to eat. That is a food habit. And if we think of it as habit it's a little bit easier to think of breaking that habit rather than breaking an addiction. I don't know if that helps other people mentally to work through changing their food habits, but it does me because addiction is such a negative word and it's something that like, oh, this food has addiction, has a hold over me. No, it doesn't, that's just a bad habit.
1: Well, and I think we could do a whole podcast on food addictions because um, I've had this conversation with multiple people, uh, and and the the research out there is super interesting. So um, I think we could definitely have a future podcast on that to talk about that. And is it real? And is it not? So anyway, uh, another thing I wanted to mention about this, and I think just to reiterate, like I know how hard weight issues are for people. Like I don't want to discount or um, disregard like what people go through on a regular basis and how they're feeling about their weight and how it affects their life in such a huge way. Like it really is so front and center in our society. It is such a daily reminder of people, whether they've, you know, succeeded or failed at something. And it's just, it is a huge issue. And so so when we talk about the complexities of weight and when we give you some of these tips and what you can control and what you can't control like Jackie said at the beginning we don't want we don't want to go to the point of saying that you know everything that you do is out of your control and so you just don't need to do anything and like just completely give up and be apathetic about it and where the where the world is telling us you know like weight is this horrible thing we have to fight this war on obesity, right? And everyone needs to lose weight and we can do it if we just do A, B, C, and D, and let's do all these things and, and keep trying and pushing and pushing and pushing. Because um, I think there's some harm in that too, because we see that any kind of restrictive eating usually does return to, to weight gain. And so we're just, we're trying to find that middle ground. I think we're trying to show you or encourage you or just to provide some ways that maybe you can... Like Jackie said, keeping keeping our focus on the health, not making it specifically about weight, um, but just knowing that our society is, continue to, is going to continue to push this weight-focused message. Um, it's going to constantly be out there. It's going to constantly bombard you. You're always going to be tempted to want to lose weight. And I don't blame you for that. I don't blame anyone for wanting to lose weight. Uh, I think we've all been in that situation at some point in our lives, uh, if not multiple times in our lives. Um, I know just to share a personal story. I have, so I have Hashimoto's disease. I was diagnosed when I was 21, um, and in 2019, I had a big flare-up, and so I gained, I gained a significant amount of weight in about a month, like to the point where like my clothes were really tight, and I was like, "What the heck is going on?" Um, but because I wasn't weighing myself frequently, I didn't notice. So I went into the doctor and yeah, my weight had gone up probably to the highest it had been in my adult life um, because my thyroid was way off. Um, all of my labs were way off and <clears throat> I had to, you know, make some adjustments to my medication. Anyway, we finally got my medication under control, but now here we are two years later and my weight still hasn't changed. Um I'm still at, you know, the highest that I've been in my adult life other than pregnancy. And there was a time where I think I was tempted, like, do I try to restrict my intake? Um, Do I try going, you know, low carb for a while? Do I try uh, doing any of these other diets out there? Like, I have been tempted to do that, Um, but honestly, it just, it keeps coming back to me you know, like what, what I, what I tell my clients and what I truly believe in my heart. First of all, my weight doesn't define me. That does not define me at all. Number two, my habits right now around food and exercise are no different than they were before I gained the weight. So it wasn't, it wasn't that I all of a sudden started eating a ton more or had all kinds of like, you know, crazy changes in my lifestyle because I didn't, um, and so when I, when I was looking back, it was, okay, like, I, I really don't have anything that I can change that's going to be sustainable, because what I'm doing right now is what I've always done, and I'm okay with that. Like, this works for my life, and if I'm this much more heavier now than I was then, can I be okay with that? Can I be content with that? Um, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at, and that's where I've been for this last um, couple years. Will I ever get down to where I was? I probably won't. I don't know. If I do great, if I don't, I'm okay with that too because I know that that my everyday behaviors and lifestyle habits um, are sustainable for me. I'm I'm honoring my health. I'm honoring my hunger and my fullness. Um, and, and weight is what it is. And so I know, you know, a lot of people would probably look at me and be like, "You're thin. You're not. You're not big. You have no idea what it's like." Um, but I know what it's like to have to buy bigger clothes. I know what it's like um, to have to do that. And no, it's not fun. Uh, but I think, again, that's, that's that messaging from the world that tells us that, that we need to stay the same all the time and that, that we're defined by how we look and we're defined by our body size. And it's just, it's an important reminder that like, again, we're on this earth temporarily and that our heavenly home is in heaven one day. And this life is what, but a breath. And so what can I focus on, on my time on earth, um, and it's it's really to glorify God and to to share the gospel and tell other people about Jesus. And it's not about me looking a certain way, and it's not about me fitting into a certain size of clothing. Um, and if if that's what people think is important, and if people are going to judge me because of it, then they can do that. But that is not what's important to me, and I know that in my heart that God has called me to more than my body. And so that's I don't know. That's just a personal story that that I thought I'd share with you, whether it's helpful or not. I don't know, but I'm so glad you shared it. That
0: is a beautiful, beautiful example of what Paul's talking about is I have learned to be content in all situations. You know, um, we're talking here in this podcast about tips of um, how to deal with the complexities of weight. And I think we've touched on this, but I want to specifically say to talk about Eating and drinking purposefully. And um, I was watching my family eat at different times over the last week when we were all together. And, you know, I noticed that sometimes people were eating and drinking, and it was just eating and drinking fast and not even paying attention to what they're eating, not really even tasting the food. And then another situation, you could see that they were more relaxed. They were just eating what they needed to fuel themselves and not more. So, eating purposefully means realizing what you're doing and thinking about what you're doing when you're doing it, because otherwise, If there is a bowl of some kind of food and you sit there, it doesn't matter if it's the healthiest food in the world. If you just keep taking handful after handful after handful, it's going to add up. So I think about eating purposefully. And um, I don't think in any way that has to be a legalistic kind of thing. It's just noticing that you're eating and noticing when you're, you know, you've had adequate food and noticing, well, okay, I'm done eating.
1: Yeah. And I, I call it being intentional. I think being intentional about our food choices is important. Um, not only noticing what we're eating, um, the rate that we're eating and really tasting our food, but yeah, I think, I think health is always going to be some kind of component when it comes to our food choices. You know, we shouldn't be choosing all of our food based on just pleasure and how it tastes. I think that's a really irresponsible way to eat. I think we should think a little bit about the health aspects of it. And that can be part of it. And that's, that's, that's what's incorporated into the idea of balanced eating is yes, we have this pleasure and taste and that's a satisfaction is a huge part of our food choices. Um, but health and nutrition is also a part of it because the purpose of food, right? The purpose of food is to nourish our bodies. And if we're in, if we're ignoring or forgetting about that nourishment aspect, we are going to find ourselves going towards more of focusing just on the taste and that immediate gratification factor. So um, yeah, I think we we definitely need to be intentional about our choices. Sometimes we are going to choose that, that ice cream cone as a snack, but other times, you know, the apple with the peanut butter um, is going to be equally as satisfying. And yes, it might provide a little bit more nutrients. And so, it's it's finding that balance of of those things and. And not going too far in either way, right? We don't want to, we don't want it all about health. We don't want it all about pleasure. We can find, we can find that happy medium in there. So
0: and, and another thing I think about with this complexities of weight is that sometimes when we move towards well-being, there may be a weight increase. And let it me give be. you an example of this. Let's say that um, you're gonna go off of some medication. Uh, maybe, you know, it might be a medication for a chronic disease, or it might be a medication like uh, maybe diet pills. And you've decided for your own well being that you're going to go off of these diet pills or whatever other medication there is that has been keeping your weight down. Maybe, maybe you're a smoker and that keeps your weight down, but you've decided you're going to move towards well being. And that doesn't necessarily equal maintaining your weight. There might be a change in your weight to a direction that you don't really want, but you have to look at the overall picture. You have to look at the whole picture and knowing if you're moving towards a better place in your life, that is always a positive and the weight, hopefully you'll be able to get Uh, under control, even if you can't write at first when you're making these adjustments. So there are, you have to look at the medical conditions in your life and you have to evaluate those. You have to make really wise choices. And I say, go for the health,
1: not what is going to affect your weight. Right. And people who have been restricting for long periods of time, um, whether they have a full-blown eating disorder or not, um, sometimes chronic dieters, people who have been doing fasting or different things like that, when they return to what I would consider normal eating, sometimes they do gain weight because their body was not, you know, their body can't sustain that low of a weight eating normally. So once we start feeding our body actually what it needs, it, it is going to, um, it is maybe going to, maybe going to put on some weight and, And that's okay too. So,
0: but but these these are very um, hard tensions in our lives. Mm -hmm. These are are times where we have to be intentional about our decisions. And you know we're so glad that you joined our conversation today, listened in, because there's so much to learn and there's so much to uncover in our own personal lives and looking at all these complexities of weight and how we can deal with them. And we just hope that if you have uh, comments about this podcast or you're interested in other subjects, you know, jot them down, ask us questions, let us be a part of, of, uh, what you want the conversations to be about.
1: Yes. And thanks for listening today. And we will see you next week.